0: From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even post-season glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com slash sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Welcome to Mavs Daily. My name is Bobby Corella. Oh my gosh, the Mavs lead 2-0. They just took down the Clippers, one twenty-seven, one twenty-one. They've never lost a game at the Staples Center in the playoffs. Like I said, my name is Bobby. I'm not riding solo tonight. Joining me, Becca Jenikov. Becca, what cloud are you on right now?
1: Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. I'm so happy and so and so wired. Like this is nuts. I. You guys, I called Bobby before the game, and I was like so nervous, and I had to talk it out with him. And I just can't believe what—five hours later, this is where we are.
0: Yeah, it was what like seven seven thirty p.m., and that's the thing because like, if it's a home game, I mean, we'll get to the arena two three hours before the game, and you know, you're kind of like, you're in a different place, right? But whenever you're at home and the team is on the road, you're just like in a giant glass case of emotion for you know the whole time. Obviously we're not playing. We're very far away. We have no control over anything. But when you're physically there, you kind of like lose yourself in the whole in the in the moment, as it were. Um you own it and you you never really let it go. But then whenever you're on the road, it's like it's a, a totally different thing. So Whenever we talked, you know, we both we both had the little butterflies going. I think, but uh, what did I say? I said if if they can just keep it close through the first quarter, take the ab- absorb the haymakers, and Kawhi was throwing plenty of them, then just let it. Let's just see what happens, you know. And and Dallas got off to a great start. I was thinking it was going to be the opposite. I thought the Clippers were going to come out hot, but it was the Mavs that struck first, and like. When you get to play basically the whole game either from ahead or at least, you know, never behind by more than two or three points, like, no one gets tight. Everyone is just relaxed, you know. Tempers aren't flaring. Like, you're just cool. It's all good. Everyone's scoring. And and it's just like, I don't know. It just felt so – they just – I think through two games I'm just so impressed at just how in control they are. They don't look like a a young team that's barely ever been here before.
1: No. And, like – Honestly, once they got into a rhythm and what and what they do when they do get into a rhythm, they unclench, they relax and they just play the game. And that's what they did tonight. And it was unreal. Like nothing, nothing's perfect. They weren't perfect, but they were they like I think someone said it on the broadcast. He was like, this looks like a different team than how we ended the season. Like obviously the season ended on a on a positive note. But this is just far from what I think anybody expected. So I think everybody is like super impressed. Um But, yeah, these guys, you know, every shot was hitting. every block was, you know, on point. the 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 clippers. I, I just expected this to be so much more physical. Like it's not at all.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, on the one hand, that's good because the more bumping and bruising and stuff that goes on, it makes it tougher for Luca and for KP and for Tim. I mean, these are guys that, you know, they they play with a lot of, you know, they got a lot of grace and a lot of flair and everything. But, I mean, Kawhi, like last year, Kawhi's throwing elbows. Like, you know, the Clippers were talking smack. They were getting in guys' faces, and Montrez Harrell was flexing on everyone. And, you know, it, it's kind of a different Clippers team now. You know, they got more shooting, they got more, uh, like, more guys that are, you know, wings, perimeter-oriented players, and that's kind of played to the Mavs' advantage so far because, like, they're both playing the same sport. It's not, like, two teams with different ideologies. But, like, in the first half, you know, Kawhi was doing whatever he wanted, but, like, they just, they just bared down, and they just they made it tougher on him in the second half. Like, the first half was a layup line for both teams, frankly. And then Dallas dialed it up, and, and you know, I heard Rick in the postgame presser, he basically said, like, when Luka and KP, our two best players, are that dialed in on defense, like, we are we are going to win the game, is basically what he was saying. It's just kind of a, you know, it's a, a lightning bolt of, of energy to the other guys, and I, I did really, I noticed that, you know, KP unfortunately picked up a fourth foul, so he was in foul trouble, but then Willie came in and did the same thing, like... Dallas won this game by getting enough stops on defense. In the first half, the Clippers scored 73 points, Becca. In the second half, they scored 48. And so, you know, the shots were great. It's really fun to make threes, and Dallas has made a whole heck of a lot of those in, in, in the first two games. But, I mean, this game was won on defense.
1: Totally. And, and you say, like, you know, the Clippers are a different team, and we're a different team defensively than we were last year like we let them step on us last year and kind of throw us around a little bit. And I, I don't know. I just like, they're definitely getting the stops, but they're like, we're definitely getting the stops, but also just this team is way tougher and coming out with way more confidence. And I think that's a, a lot of it too. And also KP being healthy and hitting his stride and things like that. Like that makes a huge difference.
0: You've been around Tim Hardaway Jr. for a long time. Because for those who don't know, which I, I mean, you should kind of by now. We talk but, about
1: it like every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Becca was with the Knicks before she came to the Mavs. She was like the, the fifth piece of the of the Mavs-Knicks trade back in 2019. And so you've known Tim for a few years. You've seen him, obviously, watched every game he's played basically for the last five or six years now. Have you ever seen this version of Tim Hardaway? Dude, I mean, like he was great in May. He was great. But this game, game one, he has been he has been an absolute menace. That dude is intense. He's fiery. He's knocking down everything. But I mean, it's just his attitude, like his energy. Like he is a totally different guy.
1: Totally. Yeah. So I, I have seen this side of Tim before um when he you know really hit his stride in the 1819 season at the beginning um and also no actually 1718 too when he came back to New York um he coined his little timmy shimmy cuz he you know would hit the threes and brought the energy to the garden and he he embraced it um and he was starting and he was you know in the lineup and things like that. And I know we've talked about how, or you've talked about before how he's in and out. And I've, I watched um, JJ Reddick's podcast the other day and made a quote post out of it for social and just got to hear Tim talk about his role change from when we were together in New York and when we're here now together. And so, yes, I've seen this, I've seen this part of Tim, but the humble part of Tim and the energy part of Tim and the willingness For him to just go out there and leave everything behind, the ego, the, but everyone has an ego. Not, I'm just, I'm not saying that he is egotistical. I'm saying like he leaves his ego at the door. He knows his role. He brings the energy. It's a completely different kind of energy. It's it's success more than let me bring the the team. Exact. Yeah, exactly. Like he, like in New York, it was more like. I'm the guy hitting the shots, you know, we're not winning any games, but I'm the guy hitting the shots. Let me entertain the fans, you know, and, and he is hitting the shots. So why not? Like, give us a little something. And then here it's like, he is a crucial part of all of he's, you know, scoring the second most points, uh, like almost every game. Um, We're getting somewhere. And he, like you said, he's a completely different person. And I think I think on and off the court as well. I think it's it has it's a multitude of things.
0: And the thing about like being okay with your role, being okay with coming off the bench, being okay with starting, whatever. It takes a certain kind of especially if you're like a flamethrower type player like Tim, big time three point shooter, a lot of that is about rhythm, a lot about that is about feel, a lot of that is about like confidence, like a lot of things that you can't really quantify. He was unconscious for the entire game. The fourth quarter happens. Dallas was nursing a lead. They kind of slowed down the offense. A lot of it was going through Luka. Um, You know, some of it was going through KP. And Tim, like, was basically not a part of the offense for the entire fourth quarter. He took one shot through the first, like, 11 minutes or so. But then when it came down, he ended up taking the biggest shot of the game, that three that put him up seven with, what, like a minute something left and he stepped into it with all the confidence of the world and drained it and that's after only getting one shot in the previous like 30 minutes of real life, you know, real time action. And and that's the thing that's like just really special about him because I mean, like I know you know, people are going to say what they want about KP whenever he's not really super involved or whatever he wants the ball more. Everybody wants the ball. This is the NBA. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 25 points in like 20 minutes, was just cooking. The dude was just knocking it down everything, and then he just didn't touch the ball at all, but he stayed locked in. He was setting screens for Luka. He was still, he was just locked in, and he he took that shot, and he made it, and it was a, a, a great play, and that same kind of thing can be said about the guy that he replaced in the starting lineup, Josh Richardson, who basically got demoted. He kind of got benched right at the end of the regular season. And tonight he came in in the first half, didn't really do much. Comes in in the fourth quarter and the dude scored 9 points in the fourth quarter, including four free throws at the very end of the game to ice it. And that's the same thing as Tim. Like Josh, I'm sure not super thrilled with having to come off the bench. But what did he do tonight? He came off the bench in the biggest moments of the game and he delivered. And that's just kind of like that's the story. That's what you – you have to have guys that are willing to buy in and that are willing to, to do whatever they have to do. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, same thing, barely played in game one, played a ton tonight and was awesome. I mean, like, you have to stay ready. you got to buy in. you got to be all about the team. And if you do, then the basketball gods will reward
1: you. Trusting the system. Not yeah. everybody can be that guy, you know. I also think Tim has become more of a leader and, like, a – like. I just think he has more of a presence in that role, so I'm sure that, you know, that also comes into effect. Um, Also, you know, Tim also doesn't need those big moment shots. Like, I feel like, I feel like every time Luca makes a shot, we're all like, oh my god, like, how did he do that? Like, that was so sick. Tonight, I looked up, again, I keep ESPN, like, the box score open on my computer just so I know, like, what photos to use and stuff. But, um, I looked up and Tim had 18 points, and I had no idea. Like he is crucial. Like he's not showboating. He's not, you know, putting off this, putting on a circus show. Like he's keeping the team afloat silently. Silent sniper. Like honestly.
0: Yeah, he hits so many shots that don't like feel important, but that are. Like he he's the kind of guy that like if Luca hits a couple crazy shots in a row. Tim, like, puts the exclamation point on it with a nice little three, you know, that forces the timeout. Like, he just, he's just like the, I mean, yeah, to kind of to your point, anytime Luca and KP breathe or, like, blink or do anything, we're just like, oh, my God. And then you, you don't even realize that, like, Tim is just like the grease to all these wheels that are just in motion.
1: Sure. And sometimes even on social, like, I have to catch up to him because he just is so hot and, like... Then I'd put all of his clips together and it like does it justice because you can because you can just see how like, you know, and and that's a part of my job is like obviously sifting through all the plays to see which ones will perform the best and tell the best story of the game. And Tim's story is usually putting all of his clips together and running it as one piece because it all comes together so beautifully because you can actually see like his effect on the game and his energy. Like we, I, I even took one of his plays like, you know, a couple of minutes ago and just cut out his reaction at the end because he was so fired up. He was in beast mode. Like that is the new, you know, standard for Tim is like to come out and save the day. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of him, really impressed with how he's playing and just holding himself and even, like I said, like even after listening to JJ's podcast, I just like he and watching too. Um, just have so much trust in him with this system within this system. And like just watching him on the TV, it's like like you said, a different person. I'm really I'm really impressed, really proud of him.
0: It's a good time to be playing the best basketball of your life. That's that's what I'll say about Tim. Becca, when did you think the Mavs were going to win the game? This is always a really interesting thing to talk about with people. Like, not – okay, let me rephrase it. Not just think. When did you know that they – were like, when did you finally, like, let up?
1: Um, I'll answer both. I thought they were going to win the game when we were up at the first quarter ending because we had the record. And also, when you and I spoke, you told me that, you know, if they're within or whatever, and I was keeping that in my head – within four or five but then also I know just from being a part of the staff that we are undefeated when we're up in the first quarter so that's when I thought it um I knew it when um someone grabbed a rebound off of like three misses from the Clippers at at, with like 12 19 to 12 seconds to go
0: oh wow so you were you were hanging on to the end huh
1: yeah because i've seen it happen a million times like we've seen it before with oh i uh who was it um the Suns. they beat us in the last second of the game like we beat people in the last second of the game like it happens but when but when one of our guys pulls down the rebound of a miss especially three misses and there's 12 seconds left. We were up seven or however much. I'm so delirious. I don't even know. Then I knew that it was over, but because you never know. these, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's one o'clock in the morning and, and Kawhi is unbelievable. Like if they, you know, he's, he's, he's their Luca in that sense. Like they're going to give him the ball to make the shot and it could happen So that. I, yeah, I had doubts.
0: I want to I want to stop you right there to highlight something you just said.
1: No, I know what you're gonna say. He's not Luca.
0: No, 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 no. You said he's their Luca. Isn't it insane that we're talking about a two-time Finals MVP as like kind of just as good as Luca? Like, isn't that nuts? Like, Luca is a freaking beast. He's 22 years old and we're talking about Kawhi like, you know, Kawhi is their version of Luka. Like, that's how good Luka is. Kawhi scored 41 points tonight and he was the second best player on the floor. Like, Luka is, I mean, he. I. what do you even say about, what do you say about him? What can you say that that one-legged three-pointer he hit? I mean, what do you even? At this point, I'm running out of words. You know,
1: I almost like captioned that video. Um, I cap. I ended up captioning. No, actually, it was the video of him getting you know past Marcus Morris, and then he was like, "No, no, 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 no," and <laughs> um, and I almost captioned it. This man is on another planet. That's like the only way I could describe it, but I felt like I shouldn't say that until we were like, like have won or winning. So I said, um, this man is in X games on X games mode. Cause obviously people would know what that means, but yeah, I mean, he's on another planet. It's I insane. don't know what it means. I don't get it. <laughs> I oh, no, Bobby. Is that a trendy thing to say? Yeah, like it's I think it's a 2K thing, but it's also on TikTok, which is where I, you know, the sound where he's like, oh, no, he's on X Games mode now. OK, never mind.
0: Lizelle showed me a TikTok today. We went out to lunch before the game, I well, I guess like, like nine hours before the game. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, she showed me a TikTok. I was like, oh, OK. A
1: TikTok?
0: Yeah, there was she showed me a TikTok. I felt like I leveled up.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. OK. Um.
0: okay i'm i'm looking up and down there was a couple other things our our podcast got interrupted by my uh radio appearance on 103.3 fm espn the post game show with steve lennox everybody should listen to that right after mavs games they do a great job out there um okay so looking up and down the 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 box score becca paul george in 40 minutes was minus 18 minus 18 becca I mean, and, and KP, you know, I, I know that, you know, KP was he was not up to up to his own standards in game one. And tonight, you know, in the first half, there were a lot of layups. People think that he's supposed to block every single layup attempt, which is unreasonable whenever like guys were getting blown by as often as they were. But whatever. I'm not trying to be a homer. All I'm saying is, you know, KP had 20 points in this game. Eight for 12 shooting, he hit three threes, including that one in the fourth quarter that hit the back heel of the rim, bounced straight up in the air and threw the goal. Uh, Mark Followell, great call on that, called it, he got it, the Don Nelson bounce. Of course, as everybody knows, Don Nelson hit a very famous shot off the back heel of the rim in the 1969 NBA Finals to help the Boston Celtics win the championship. Again, everybody knows that off the top of their head. Um, But KP tonight, you know, Paul George had 28 points. But I feel like KP outplayed him, and you know, in a in a series when the Mavs have Luca, and they got KP, the Clippers have Kawhi, they got Paul George. If you if your best two can outplay their best two, and you got a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. who's giving you darn near thirty points,
1: like how can you lose? How can how can you lose? You can't, and I, mean, I think that's the point of what. They were trying to build here, and they knew it was going to work. It just and when when we say it takes time, y'all, it takes time. And this is what it's time.
0: The time is now, you could say, but I mean, it's also it's timely contributions. Josh Richardson, nine points in the fourth quarter. Willie Colley Stein stepping in after barely playing in game one. KP's in foul trouble. Willie plays a ton in the third quarter. Maxi Kleba had 12 points in the first quarter, like, everybody is stepping up, everyone is taking their turn stepping up, and that's like, you can't, you can't plan for that when you're building a team, you know, that's like, that's the players, these guys are together, they're in it, I mean, these guys are like, every single guy on the team to a man has made an impact in this series, and that's just like a really, it's just a very, I'm I'm extremely corny right now, but like, That's a pretty freaking awesome thing.
1: Totally. And like, if we're talking about roles here, like, Maxi knows his role it's to take a three pointer and be ready to take the three pointer from the corner, or, you know, that, and that's where his sweet spot is. And he hits most of them. Like, he really does. Most of them tonight. Yep. And like, that's his role. And like, you know, same with Josh. Like, uh, yeah, yes, like you said, he was demoted, but even in the game the other night, a couple nights ago, not, I don't think it was the playoff game. I think it was the, uh, not the Minnesota one. Piranha? The Raptors. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. His free throws sealed the game too, like in the very last minutes of the game. Like, I think he kind of understands like where he stands right now. And he's embracing it as well. And he's talked about it. But, like, if we're really talking about, like, deep bench roles and things like that, everyone understands. Even Trey understands. And Rick has talked about that before. Like, this man stays ready 36, 46 minutes out of the game. And that 47th minute and the 48th minute, he frickin' goes for it. And he's ready. Like, he's not, He you know, so... I mean, all the way down the bench, all the way down to Nate Hinton and Tyler Bay. Like, they're ready to go. And I think that's something really special about our team. Because not only are they ready to go, they can make an impact however they come in.
0: How much are you looking forward to Friday?
1: I'm really looking forward to it. Me and Lazell got matching hoop earrings. And they say, <laughs> oh, Mavs, wow, okay. and they say Mavs in the middle.
0: oh man did you get those on dallasmaps.shop or is that like a no
1: no i saw it on instagram it was like a it was like a an ad for bobble bar you would have no idea what that is but it's like a it's a jewelry website and um they just make like cute stuff and they have a collab with the nba so i opened it and obviously i wear hoops like like nobody's business so i saw i definitely
0: knew that i was gonna say that too
1: you were going to say that I wear hoops? Oh my God.
0: Yeah, because I totally <laughs> I'm know that.
1: If you are. Oh, are you being sarcastic?
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, Sorry.
1: Oh, man. I was so happy for like two seconds. But um, yeah, so they did a collab with the NBA and it's these huge hoop earrings that say Mavs in the middle. And I ordered us two pairs. So we're going to wear them on, on
0: Friday. <laughs> Heck yeah. Dude, there's going to be whatever, like 15, 16, 17,000 people in that joint up to 0 against that team like it's gonna be it is gonna be i'm trying to think of the word it's gonna be very primal that's the word i can think of it is gonna be wild i mean when was the last time you were around that many people march 11th yeah like the bobon game right yeah. i mean it's gonna be it is gonna be epic and it's gonna be biblical in that place Especially if they win. Like, can you imagine if they get off to like a 10 0 lead?
1: I would lose my mind. I'm already in <laughs> the arena. I'm already standing up, dancing, like, you know, with no one in there, <laughs> like, and stuff. So, I don't know. It's going to be nuts.
0: Steph is going to be there, too.
1: I know. I'm so excited.
0: Uh, former Mavs Daily guest, one time Mavs Daily guest, Steph. Oh, um.
1: But, but gold star queen of the graphics of our social graphics and videos
0: oh absolutely
1: so yes she's she was a guest but she is the queen
0: yeah more importantly she makes a lot of cool stuff um a lot of cool stuff um so uh you know you got to keep your foot on the gas though that's the thing like I'm I'm 50% excited and 50% want to go to bed three hours ago. But this is the point I want to drive home. Um, you're up 2-0. You won both road games. Life is good. But you got to keep playing. You know, um, in 2005, the Mavs were playing the Rockets. Dallas was the four seed. Houston was the five seed. Dallas lost both games at home to Houston. Dallas went down to Houston and won both games and then ended up winning the series in seven games. And you know, you, you don't want, you have all the, all the momentum, sports momentum, whether it's real or fake, you got it. You got the confidence, you got everything, all the pressures on the Clippers. This is totally house money, whatever you let your foot off the gas just this much. Kawhi gonna punish you. So, I mean, they, they got to keep their foot. They got, they got to keep, they got to keep playing here. You know, it'll help to have the the fans there and everything. It's going to be, it's going to be lit in that place. But like, they, this is, this is far from over.
1: Right. Yeah. Like you said before, when we were on the phone, when I was having anxiety, um, you said, you know, there's. There's, you know, rumors or whatever, or like a wives' tale that a young team would just get super cocky and blow it. That would be now more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I I've been listening to. I forget where I heard it. Maybe it was in the bathroom at the the arena. You're you know, listening when,
0: to people in the bathroom.
1: No, like the radio goes on. Like you're you play in the bathroom when you're on the radio. Like, Ah,
0: like I'm sorry. So
1: I think (laughs) I think I was listening to something, and it was maybe the last game, and it was like when we knew we were going to play the Clippers, or or before. I don't remember where I heard it, but anyway, um, they were stressing so much about what you just said, like no mistakes, because if we slip up just a teensy bit they are going to ruin us because just in the back of my mind, I just remember last year how they just taunted us and bullied us and got away with a lot of stuff and like all that, all that stuff. But I don't know. It just like, there's like something looming over my head where I'm like, is it too good to be true? Like, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, if they keep up the focus that they've had the first two games, you know, I could see it going Mavs in five, like, you know, but like you said, like can't slip up at all. And you know, they might get a little cocky. They really might. I can see it happening for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't rest on your laurels and, and, you know, the Clippers are in a very unique position here because this is a team that's supposed to win the championship. They're supposed to win the whole thing. They're not just supposed to win a series, you know, like the Mavs goal. I'm sure the Mavs themselves want to win the championship. Like, fan-wise, organizationally, it's to just have a good playoffs. The Clippers are like, if we don't win the championship, we have failed. And, you know, now they're going on the road down 2-0, having gotten just curb stomped two times at home. They got a lot of pressure on them. And and so we're going to see, you know, we're going to see how much metal they got. We're going to see... If if Ty Lue pulls some strings, if they change their lineup, I think they have to. I mean, they ha- they have to change their lineup. They got to change the way they're defending Luca. They got to figure out how to stop Tim Hardaway. They got a lot of changes to make. And and if Dallas, you know, Dallas has found all the answers so far. Rick Carlisle has just been fantastic. Luca obviously has been amazing. The players have ruled. If they find the answers one more time, then you've nearly solved the puzzle. But you know, L.A. is gonna try and. You know they're gonna the, the, they're gonna try and thicken the plot and complicate matters before Dallas gets to the other side all in one piece. So you know game three is gonna be testy. I think it's gonna be intense. I think it's gonna be close. And then you know it, we'll we'll see we'll see what they got in the fourth quarter of that game. What you know Dallas has just totally outplayed the Clippers in the fourth quarter of both these games so far. And if they do it if they do it one more time, I mean then you then you got a three game to none lead. But you're not there yet. You know you're not there yet.
1: Yeah. Like you said, pressure. That was another thing that I heard from, um, that's another thing that I heard on some interview that I was listening to, or maybe it was just some passing video, but
0: just say it's your take, man.
1: No, it's, this is, it's not. This is
0: your take on the take.
1: No, I heard it. So it's not my take, but I agree because I think about when I'm under pressure, I get super stressed and and they're clearly super stressed out. Like they only had one other person besides playoff P and Kawhi in double figures. They like Kawhi needs a massage after carrying that team on their back. Like it, they obviously can handle pressure. They have a lot of playoff experience, but like take them out of the lineup. Like it's just, like, where was Sergi Baca tonight? Like, is he okay? Like, is he there? I didn't can get realize... in the game, man. I, I, I didn't play, realize... are just he...
0: playing all these big guys off the floor. Yeah, you know? and I, mean... I,
1: I didn't... I thought he was going to have a major role. Like, it's crazy how these... Like, we might get cocky and, you know, relax. These guys get cocky and tense up and screw it up. Like, I don't know. Like, the pressure thing is big. Like, I adversity under pressure like you have to be able to tackle it my dad's been telling me that since like I was six years old like and it's so true for this like y'all aren't gonna win a championship to keep playing like that like I'm sorry I'm I, sorry
0: and so it's it's all on I mean it's all on them it's a very liberating thing for the Mavs you know no pressure although you come home up two zero. That is kind of some pressure, you know. It's a pressure to not screw it up.
1: That's the thing. Like I feel like, I feel like everyone thinks that the 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 reason the reasoning for the Clippers that the that people think they're gonna win it all and things like that is because they're stacked and they're a bunch of bullies and they're you know they play bully ball and whatever. When, like. You know, like last year I would say that probably, but this year I've seen none of that. And and like I, I don't know. I just I don't see why people would think that they are like I think Kawhi kinda clouds like kinda stands in the front and kind of clouds everything else. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just not seeing what what people are saying they are the championship team. So
0: I mean a lot of that is because of the Mavs. You know, the Clippers, are one. Of, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams of all time. 41% in the regular season. That is just unheard of. But a lot of that is because they're going to smash you in the mouth. They got Zubats. They got Ibaka. They got big guys. Are gonna, they're Zubats is a physical guy. He's going to get a lot of second chances. Second chances lead to threes. Kawhi, Paul George, they're going to penetrate, dribble, kick out to guys. You're going to overreact to them in the pick and roll. You're going to double them. They're going to make the play but Dallas isn't doing any of that. Dallas is just saying Kawhi, you can score 90 points. We're not going to let any of these other shooters beat us. We're going to stay at home on Morris, we're going to stay at home on Beverly and Jackson and Rondo and Batum. We're going to make Kawhi and Paul George score 150 points by themselves, you know. And nobody no one is good enough to do that. And then defensively, Dallas is just Dallas is playing their some of their best offensive players off the floor. Like Zubats can't play in the series. You know, Reggie Jackson can barely play in the series. I mean, L A is having to play like a four or five man rotation. <laughs> like they, they could play five guys, and like only four of them really belong on the floor. And that's just a testament to Luca and and to the lineups that that Rick is rolling out and everything. I mean. Everything Dallas is trying right now is working, and and so. But again, the margins are so thin. They had a great game tonight. They won by six points. You know, it's it's nowhere near over. So as as much as I want to flex and celebrate and compliment, you know, we gotta we still gotta clench a little bit. You know,
1: I was at, I was on like cloud fifteen when we started this, and now I'm back to reality a little bit.
0: Well, it's almost uh, two a.m.
1: I know, but still. And I have a headache, but. The... Okay, here's an important
0: question. Mm-hmm. Do you think the sun will shine once be- between now and Friday? Or do you think it'll just so. rain? I hope
1: I hope it does. But honestly, like with the track record. No. It's supposed to rain on Friday, too. Really? Yes. It's like 40%.
0: I need yeah. to get to the pool at least one time.
1: Yeah, before Bobby's Friday. Bobby's pasty, guys.
0: It's terrible. He's I gotta, I gotta get a tan. You know, I'm gonna be on the jumbotron. I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta get in shape. But all right, you got anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? We've been going for like 30, 40 minutes now.
1: Um, nothing really to say. Um, I think one thing that I've made very apparent. You know, on our social channels, because that's how I can. We're about to hit um, a new milestone too on our following, but um, that's why I love love winning. We're about to hit 2.3 million on Instagram, and um, that's a really big deal because we were not close to it like a week ago. So, um, but what I'll say is that. I've said this a lot, like through our social channels to communicate to our fans who like, if we make literally one wrong move, they turn on us, but um, don't count us out. Especially now. This is when we need the fans the most. And when we need the belief, like Luca said, if you don't believe you shouldn't be here, get out. So that's my ending words. I believe. (laughs) So do
0: I. <laughs> I believe. I believe. I believe. Oh, my gosh. I believe. I believe the Mavs can do it. And I, I'm not trying to scoreboard because this thing ain't over yet, obviously. But do you remember what I said before the playoffs even started?
1: Who do you want to play?
0: That's my impression of Mike Marshall. Mike came up to me.
1: Who do you want to play? Mm-hmm. He's going to you. You remember that? I, I want Denver. I know I've you never... wanted Clippers, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's
0: exactly what you were like." In in between in between, uh, macero chips and queso bites.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: We had a the the digital team had a watch party for that abomination in Minnesota on the last day of the regular season. <laughs> Just a very forgettable afternoon of basketball but it was fun hanging out with you guys
1: oh no that was so fun that was so much fun but we lost really bad
0: yeah the food was good the basketball was
1: terrible not.
0: <laughs> all right good stuff well i guess i'll uh, i'll see you on friday uh anything to plug in between now and then other than just kind of typical run of the mill uh social things any 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 special stuff coming up
1: yeah i mean if you're tweeting about the game if you're you know following along and you like we said if you believe like we believe use the hashtag all in all caps we are all in that is our the players are using it we're using it fans are using it we're going to be using it all the playoffs so tag us and yeah we'll see you on friday
0: yeah it's hashtag all in hashtag mffl hashtag mavs daily Hashtag we believe, hashtag uh, mavzen 3 And uh, let's do the thing. All right, good stuff. She's Becca. She is what, B. Genikov? B. Genikov on, uh, on the Sochas. I'm Bobby Corella. I'm Bobby Corella on the Sochas. I'm not nearly as creative as Becca, who just chopped off the last four letters of her name. I kept mine. I need the, I need the obby in there. Um, although my email is just B, it's just B Corella. I got rid of the O B B Y in my email. Um, no, on my, in my personal email, I don't want to leak it, but it's just B Corella. Uh, you can figure out, you can guess the rest if you really, if you really want to send me an email (laughs) who does that anymore. But, uh, we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see some of y'all on Friday as well. Uh, it's going to be 15,000, 16,000 people at the AAC. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be uh, doing the Johnson Johnson vaccine on the plaza if you haven't been vaccinated yet. You don't even need a ticket uh, to the game if you want to get vaccinated and you haven't had the opportunity yet. We are doing that. Uh, definitely do research or whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with, but that is an option to you. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loud. It's going to be epic. It's going to be insane. I cannot wait to go to that game. I also can't wait to go to sleep, which I'm going to do shortly. Um, becca thank you for joining me
1: thank you for having me can't wait to get these pods going again
0: it is gonna be awesome and we'll be with you uh we'll be with you after game three on mavs daily